0: Ready to do another God talk? The world has gone crazy, and uh, as I sit here and talk about this, most of us in California are staying in our homes. My whole year has been completely uh, erased, essentially. All the six mission trips I was going to do overseas have all been canceled and postponed till next year, and uh, we're staying in our homes. We're not supposed to make contact, so we can go to church, and we have to stay six feet apart from uh, any. Anybody we see on the street, we walk on the street and hear all these other people in our neighborhood who are exercising because they have time to do it. So what's going on? And if we can just take a few minutes, I will uh, work from a sermon that I did at the last year of Spanish church this last weekend, preaching to an empty church, but to the people who were listening by live streaming, just to try to say, where are we? in in history what's going on and i'm sure there's more to say than what i will say today but we surely want to ask the question where do we stand in uh signs of the times and revelation and where- are in the world today. <clears throat> but before we get into Revelation, let's say the biggest question is, where is where is God? Why doesn't God step in? How can he stand it to watch thousands of people get sick, people get die there in ICU? If he doesn't want to step in for the whole world, then why doesn't he step in, at least for the Christians? What good does it do to be a follower of Christ if God doesn't step in for you and say, I'm going to put a little bubble around you? Or you could narrow down even farther and say, what about us that we're Advent, as We follow God as fully as we know how. We worship on on the right day, we pay tithes, we go to church. What good is it to be a fully devoted follower of God, Christ, and the Adventist message if it doesn't protect us from this stuff that's going on in the world? The bug should go to everybody else. Some of you will remember the famous story by Ellie Wiesel, who passed away. He was a Nobel Prize, Nobel uh, author, and uh, wrote a book called Night. And in there he told a story when he was 14 years old, had to run barefoot in the snow with his father ended up in a german prison camp he said one day three tried to escape two men and a 14-year-old boy. They were so frustrated over the these three trying to escape that they decided to make an example out of them, and they hung them, and they forced all the Jews to line up and watch the whole thing. Well, the two men died quickly. The noose killed them right away, but the young boy was not heavy enough to draw the noose tight, so he hung there way up above the air, choking and screaming without any relief, and for 30 minutes, they forced the Jews to watch their fellow Jew suffer like that. And finally, one of the Jews from behind Eli Wazel just croaked out, Where is God? Where is God? God should not be allowing this. This should not be happening. We are the chosen people. This cannot be right. But we have to admit it. God isn't stopping this virus. People are praying. It's going all over the world. Good people get it. It says under the fifth seal in Revelation 6 that the souls are under the altar crying out, How long, God? How long are you going to keep allowing this to happen? When are you going to step in and set us free from this? Make this right, God. You're our God. We we were with you. These are good people. They died for Jesus and they're suffering and they're martyrs for Jesus. Still suffering. My father was a good man and he got killed by a crazy man in a truck. And he paid tithe, and then he was a missionary and a pastor and a saint of God and helped everybody. 1,000, 1,200 people came to his funeral. Someone called me and said, if anybody should have had a, a hedge, a shelter, a bubble around him, should be your dad. Didn't happen. Would have been hard for God to fix that. One second either way, the truck doesn't hit him. But God cannot just step into the world and protect us. That would force people to believe if they're irrefutable empirical evidence that that believing in God and being faithful to Jesus means that you'll be safe from coronavirus and that you'll be rich and your stock market will go up and your house will last a long time and nothing bad will ever happen to you. Uh, There would be no, no no brainer. You have to do it. And of course, God wants to know that you are for him and for him, for him and not just for the magic trick that he might do in your in your favor. Revelation 7 verse 4 says, I saw four angels holding back the four winds. So evidently God has been holding things back. It could be worse. And God has allowed a certain degree of suffering in the world. He uses the angels to keep it from being worse. Can it be clear? It isn't God that is causing the suffering. He's holding back the suffering from some other force. But the question is, why does he put the line there? Why didn't he choose the line here or there? I don't have all the answers to that. Free choice is certainly one of them. Making sure that we learn our lesson is another. But let's be very clear. I don't think God is up in heaven choosing individually who to allow to have suffering. This is a generic, generalized line that God chooses between good and evil in the world. He's not up in heaven analyzing, choosing each person and making a case for each one Okay, I'll let you have this today, you have this today, you get cancer, you get a heart attack, you get coronavirus, I'll bless you, I'll bless you, let you live to a hundred, no, you die, I'll let you be a widow. God isn't like that. God allows a certain degree of suffering and he lets it and the tears streaming down his face, he has to watch that happen. Somewhere along the line, he's going to pick it, make it right but he's not up in heaven picking the winners and the losers and the blessed and the cursed. And if you and I get this terrible bug, God did decide that. But it's also clear from this story that eventually the angels are going to let go. And maybe that's what we're beginning to see. I don't know that we're right down on the edge of Jesus coming the next week, but the Bible is pretty clear what God says. If you eat of the tree, you will surely die. And they didn't surely die, but the people think they've gotten away with it. And there will be a point where God will have to say, okay, let me show you what the world would be like if I wasn't here. Give me another chance tomorrow. And we'll We'll take it to the next level, tell you a little parable that I've used to try to explain this story of good and evil and suffering in Revelation chapter 6 and 7 and 8. Anyway, this is God Talk. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.